I'm Gaps. And I'm Liz. And welcome, and welcome to, to Their, their Tropes, Tropes Battle for Dominance. For I feel like every time we try to get in sync, it doesn't work. And then when we don't bother trying, it works. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't even care anymore. Right. Also, sorry to everybody listening if you hear the faint rumbling of uh, one of my kittens purring in my lap. He has decided that it is cuddle time and, like, literally forced himself up here while we were setting up. And I was like, okay. I love them. He's, like, laying half on my chest, half on my lap right now. He's just, like, sideways on me because he threw himself against me. And I'm like, I don't know why. Where's your brother? Like, why is it only you? (laughs) (laughs) Kittens are so fun. When um, I was, um, I went to visit Gabs this weekend, and yes. I met the kittens, and I woke up in the middle of the night with just raven paw between my legs and yep. Salem on my chest, yep. and it was so pure. Yep. That's it was what, so sweet. They, they just, they just like cuddling. Like, when they're not playing, all they want to do is cuddle. They're very sweet. They just smell really bad. So <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're in the process of changing their food because we think it's their food causing their breath to, like, okay, bless you. He just seized on me um, to, like, smell so bad. So hopefully once we change it, it'll he'll be less stinky and I'll be able to breathe um, and not have my PTSD triggered, like, every five minutes by mom. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, for context, my PTSD is triggered by smell. But um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, and then Liz is coming back this weekend. So, like, the day I that this is being aired... She'll be here, like, several hours later. I'm returning. Um, yeah, we're going to go to the Renaissance Fair. Woo! I'm very excited. And we're going to record some episodes together. Yes. Um, such as <laughs> the 50th that's going to get recorded for our other episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just so we can do it together. Need person. to make sure. Because um, I have a, a convention next weekend, and I'm leaving Wednesday. Usually we record Wednesday nights. Like, it's Wednesday right now. Yeah. Um, so we're just gonna be recording. We gotta get ahead. Yeah. We've been slacking lately. Um, <laughs> remember when we said we were gonna start releasing Fifty Shades regularly? Like, a month Oh, ago? LOL. Funny, funny times. Right. We, it's... Hopefully it... this... Because, like, we have a couple episodes already recorded. Yeah. Like, we want to get, like, more recorded before we start releasing them. So yeah. we don't feel pressured to, like, record one every single week. Um, like, we do with the normal episodes yeah and especially just because like i've been so busy with con crunch and liz is doing grad school interviews so like yeah just we don't have like the time to record every single day but thankfully now that i'm no longer working retail um my schedule is open a lot more and Mm -hmm. i can easier for me to like confine to liz's schedule so god bless should be soon hopefully i don't know um but i'm just i'm excited and uh the kittens get to go spend time with my in-laws for the week that we're going to be out of town so uh they're going to be it. excited because they're just going to get attention like 24 7 because his parents are like semi-retired uh they'll love it yeah the kids will love it yes they're very excited right right yeah and they love his parents uh, his parents visited us a couple weeks ago and um oh my god like they were so upset when they left <laughs> the kittens were like no come back you guys give us so much <laughs> attention um i don't know if there's like any other like big news really we um, just i got into grad them. school well yeah but i know you wanted to talk about <laughs> oh no i thought you meant the interview well thing. that but yeah but i know um, you wanted to disclose i um i got into grad school um, i'm so proud of it's you. a really big thing uh like, it's a really good school too ot programs are really hard to get into most people like the interview process d- liz d- had to go through i was like that shit i only see in the movies like <laughs> like it's, like, most people don't even get in, like, to one. Right. So the fact that the first one I heard back from was, like, a yes, oh, I didn't like, even realize almost it was immediately. that exclusive. That's crazy. Liz, you're No, it's, it's, they're really hard programs to get into. That's why whenever it's, like, I had no doubts you would get in. Me and my mom, like, literally, like, sweating, like, having, like, five billion backup plans on, like, what happens if I don't get in this round. Like, my mom was planning, like, uh, resume padding, like, you know, oh, if I don't get in next round, what am I going to do as, like, my potential other career, like. Also, Liz's mom, like, works with, like. App, like grad application my mom's stuff. a high school guidance yeah. counselor yeah so um, she's very familiar with the process but so when i say like when i got in i lit- i started i was at work and i started crying at work Aww, i literally man. started crying in front of students and i was like Aww. oh my god i was like can i go outside to call my mom they're like <laughs> go right now and then you hear my mom on the other side oh my god Liz, yeah! 
Oh, it's exciting. It's super exciting. We went out to dinner last night to celebrate and it was fun. Uh, Yeah, that's the, that's the, that's been my week. It still feels fake. It doesn't feel real. Sorry Um, for the random interruption. Um, I just got a text from uh, my cosplay group chat and no context. It just says, just found out Mozart was into poop. What? <laughs> and um, without giving too much away, I guess that's somewhat related to my topic. <laughs> what? And so I just thought it was funny. So, Gabs, um, you're terrifying me. What the fuck? I'm not telling you what part of that is related to my topic. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm going to let I you sweat until we get to it. Because Liz, you got to pick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did get to pick. So, um, this week I chose Murder Family. Oh. Um, um, so for those of you who don't know, Murder Family is, like, a super, super popular trope in the Hannibal fandom. It is linked to the tag Murder Husbands, where it's just basically, like, Hannibal and Will, they're the murder husbands because mm-hmm. they are in love and they murder people. Um, and this trope can also technically be used in, like, other fandoms. Yeah, I was gonna for- say, this is literally, like, the entire plot of you, season two and three. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so it can be used in other fandoms for, like, to discuss, like, families that murder oh, together, I guess. Wait, wait, you, <laughs> you didn't finish, like, the last episode. No, I have, like, okay, 20 so, minutes left. Okay, I can't spoil it. And also, it just came out, like, this week, so I'm not going to spoil We're it We're not going to spoil it. Um, but, but, like, I finished it last night because I had insomnia and couldn't sleep. And holy shit, like... Without spoiling it, I'm just going to say it could have been shortened by, like, three or four episodes and been a much better season overall. And I think anybody who's gotten to, like, the second half of the season will agree with me. But, like, the finale, like, I kind of predicted it, but, like, kind of saw it coming. But, like, uh, it was, it's just terrified. really good. We should, we should be able to talk about it by, like, next week, I think. Like, yeah, um... I disagree. I don't think it needed to be shortened because really? I thought it was wild. I loved this season so I mean, like, there much. Was, some of it just, like, was – I just felt like it was, it was like, all exacerbated for, like, shock value. Like, it wasn't, like, entertaining. It was more just, like, I'm going to kill this person now just to – just because I can. And I'm like, well, like, I guess. Like, it, oh, it I don't felt know. Like it, it was deviating from, like, the Yandere-esque trope to just, like, a, like American Horror Story-esque thing where it's just you have you watched american horror story no but i'm saying like in terms of just like killing things like violence like unnecessary Mm, violence i risk well as someone who has watched american horror story i only know what i respectfully (laughs) a bit disagree it does not give me american horror story vibes um i mean i was just i'm just like saying in terms of like we did deviate a little bit from we uh, I, we can't spoil it. We we gotta stop talking. We'll have yeah. a more more we'll, we'll, in depth we'll go conversation more in depth on it next week because uh, it's like honestly it is a good show though overall. Uh, we both love you. It's such a great show. But um, this trope is so murder family is so heavily associated with the animal fandom that that's like kind of all I'll be really talking about. Okay. Um, it's just super crazy. Good. So um, in this trope, it's like. Hannibal Lecter and Will Graham are the fathers to Abigail Hobbs. TLDR about who Abigail Hobbs is. Mm -hmm. She's an orphan. Her father was a serial killer. Um, Like, Will was investigating these, uh, like, murders because he was, like, Mm -hmm. FBI being Oh, right, right. Um, I forget if Hannibal was helping on this case. I believe so. I could be wrong. I have not watched the show in over a year. Also, Liz does talk a a lot about Hannibal in some earlier episodes. If you're also lost and you haven't listened to those, go listen because you'll be lost. (laughs) And so um, basically, like, Will finds out, gives a little call to the housey house and uh, at the housey house and Abigail and her mom find out and her father's like, oh, shit, I got to, like, cover this up. So, boom, kills her mom. Boom, trying to kill her when Will Graham bursts on the scene and shoots him and saves Abigail. And then, like, TLDR, Abigail's, um, I believe she goes into, like, a coma from shock or from, she does, I think, believe, I believe she does get an injury, but it's not fatal. Right. Is in, like, kind of has a nervous breakdown because, duh, like. As, um, As you do in that case. And kind of is admitted to a hospital where she's put under the care of um alana bloom dr alana bloom and um kind of like will comes around a lot because he kind of feels guilty and like hannibal Uh comes around and blah blah blah. um this all kind of leads up to 
um, season two, episode 13, Mizumono. So if you don't want spoilers, like, stop listening, but the show came out forever ago, so I don't care about spoiling yeah. it. Um, so this is also where Murder Family mostly stems from. Um, it mostly stems from, like, basically Hanbul kind of comes out. Abigail's death is, her death is, like, faked. So Will thinks, like, she's dead. Everyone thinks she's fucking dead. But then, surprise, in this episode, Hannibal comes out and is like, Abigail's still alive, like, let's run away together. I have a safe place for all of us to live. And that's the murder family, basically. <laughs> but it does, it sadly does not end this way. Um, Will's like, no, what the fuck? Like, you are a cannibal. Like, no, um, I don't want to go with you. Like, I betrayed you. Like, I've been working. Mm um and like you're basically like the fbi's on their way to arrest you and he's like how could you betray me like this and like literally it's like fuck our plan kills abigail and like basically like leaves um will um i believe he tries to kill him but i he doesn't actually die um this is the same episode that a lot of the blood king stuff stems from oh so the the episode where liz went feral and like actually (laughs) got really graphic with her description surprisingly um but um yeah and so hannibal runs away to italy and will has to go track him down blah, 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 blah. that's how all this shit happens okay. um we cannot talk about the murder family without kind of talking about the toxicity of it because okay. like will and abigail are both victims of hannibal's manipulation like a lot of the two of theirs like actual so all three of them are murderers uh-huh. but hannibal and abigail's like murders are mostly manipulated by hannibal while abigail was an accomplice in her real father's murders Mm -hmm. she didn't actually like do the physical killing but through through hannibal's manipulation she actually killed someone and then oh will is just a fucking train wreck yeah that that does sound like that um but so yeah i feel like i can't talk about this this isn't me and a lot of other Hannibal fans like to think of it just more as like a happy like they all deserve happiness and this ends really happy okay and that's what we want but sadly even if this family isn't the way it came about wasn't happy so I feel like I just need to mention it okay um, yeah that's, I think that's important yeah so obviously the pairings the pairings in this uh fanfic are oh will it's definitely Hannibal. not Hannibal and Will oh I yeah I'm, I'm actually shocked <laughs> So yeah, Will X Hannibal, um, and then like you know, it, within the tags, it's like the end, like you know, like they they have a relationship, but it's non romantic, okay. where it's like you know, fatherly Lovers relationship. <laughs> no, a fatherly relationship between Abigail oh, and Abigail. Hannibal. I thought you meant like no, 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 I was no. Like, okay, no, 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 no. Sorry, I was going into it, but yeah, no, no, Hannibal and Will is very much a romantic one. Okay. Um, so the pick, the pick, the, the pick. pick. Les. I'm going a little feral right now. I yeah, don't I know why. <laughs> um, the fic I chose is called From a- From the Ashes by uh, Sin Litchik. C-I-N-E-L-I-T-C-H-I-C-K. Sinelitchik, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> but Liz is like, I can't pronounce normal words and you expect me to pronounce a like, made-up name. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But um, this fic is rated. It's explicit. There is porn in it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I really, really want somebody to, like, listen to, like, the Blood Kink episode compared to, like, Liz talking right now. Where Liz is like, yeah, and then, like, he licked the blood. There is I don't know. I don't know, like, what, what adrenaline was running through my veins Clearly that Clearly something that you need more of. <laughs> I was, like, so fucking bold that episode in this one. Like, I'm like, beyond feral that episode. Like, there, I don't have words. It just, it does for... something to me. What, blood cake? <laughs> Liz, you need a lot of psychological help. I have therapy tomorrow, don't worry. <laughs> Good. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Um, Good. <laughs> but yeah, this is an explicit fic. Um, also, like, contains, like, murder and death, oh, as no, we're, almost really? any Hannibal fic does. <laughs> I would never have guessed. Um, but this is a happy ending where instead of Abigail being murdered and Hannibal leaving Wolf are basically dead, the three of them run away together. Oh, wait, so that is what happens in the show? Like, they leave him for dead or whatever? Like, yeah, just, uh... Hannibal kills Abigail, and then basically, like, 
Yeah, that's just a little bit Tries to kill Will, and Will is left for dead. And Hannibal runs away to Italy to live his Italian dream. (laughs) Yeah, as you do. But so, in in most murder family fics, it deviates from that, and it's them living happily together. Okay, I see. Like, they do end up running away together, and that's this fic. Um... I will be reading for Will because I am a Kinney. Yeah, I'm so sorry, guys. We know. We know this already. No, um, we, we do. These, the two scenes in this fic are with Hannibal and Will and then Will and Abigail. So you'll read for Hannibal and Abigail. Okay. Um, this is like part of the way through the fic. It's a much longer fic. I didn't finish the fic. It's really good so far, though. And okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. They married nine months ago. There had been a ceremony of sorts. It had been witnessed by Abigail as the family drained the life out of a pastor with a a rather conservative view of love and family, making his views known loudly to the crowd that had gathered in the bleachers of the town athletic fields one Sunday afternoon. I just have a lot of comments about just like... (laughs) that beginning paragraph but um this isn't the beginning of the fic but imagine if it just er, imagine if it just opened with them like getting married as they murder a homophobic pastor yeah that that was that's um, murder family baby okay that's murder i'll i'll i mean i don't have a choice so i'll allow it but hannibal hates rude people okay okay and you i I do too but i can't just kill them (laughs) That's I mean, murder I I family. Um, I don't like how you just keep saying it's murder family. It's <laughs> like that excuses murder. <laughs> it's a fake, okay? Uh-huh. It's a fake. Okay. It's fake. Anyway. Obviously, if this was real, like, no. Oh my god. I don't know, Liz. Yeah, the tr- can- <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cry. <laughs> the trio had learned about the topic of the service via a flyer attached to the windshield wiper of their car a few days prior. New to the community, having assumed the post after the previous passer had retired a couple months before, the new passer mm-hmm. had been making waves in the small town with his beliefs. To the family's dismay, as well as a fair share of their neighbors, the passer wouldn't rest until everyone shared his myopic view of the world. He had declared himself a messenger of God. Uh-oh. Hannibal had not been amused by the pastor's narcissism. Real funny coming from Hannibal, who is, like, the ultimate narcissist, believing that he is God himself. So it's more or less just him being like, you're not God, I am. Yeah, Fuck you. Um, it was a nice town filled with decent people for the most part. After ten months as residents, the family had decided it was time to take a stand. That night after the event at the athletic field, the pastor, uh, the pastor had been tied down on top of his dining room table, blood trickling out of him as consciousness became tenuous. He fought against Hannibal's request for as long as possible. Hannibal had been inspired to take advantage of the occasion, just as Will had with their marina walk a few months prior. Seeing how delighted his lover was by his romantic gesture pleased Hannibal greatly. I love how it's like, yeah, you are go- you are forced to- you are forced to marry these two men, and then we will murder you. Fuck you. I love it. <laughs> it's just so iconic. Like you can't tell me it's not kind of iconic. It, it kind of it kind of is, and like I, again, without spoiling you, it kind of reminds me of um, one of the uh, murders in the show in the new season where um, Liz and I were like, what? And then, well, actually, you know, I can't be mad at her for that one. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know so, what I'm talking about, Liz. Y- yes, I believe. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. What we texted about. Yes. Okay. Um, as for the pastor, he experienced no joy that night. Unbearable pain came next, along with the promise of doing to his equally conservative wife bound and gagged in the kitchen. Oh. What they were doing to him once they finished. Uh, what they were doing to him once they had finished with him. It was later. It was the latter that the had ladder. finally. The latter that had finally broken him, thinking by doing. So he would spare his spouse. He married Will and Hannibal and died immediately after, though not without cursing what he had referred to as their unholy union. Um, it's not because they're murderers. It's because they're gay. That's why it's unholy, truly. Yeah. Okay, but, like, also, I'm like, why are you so determined to, like, get married by, like, the, the mean dude? Like, I don't understand the... Because it's funny. Okay. <laughs> that they just sounds him... like a lot more work than... It's, it's like, the thing is, like, the both of them, like, it's kind of like murder is their love language and so like where it's like okay. we're literally like i'm, I'm bringing you this person to... patterns between you and here and uh hannibal basically the original yeah. also one thing from you season three mm-hmm. um the girl oh, who plays okay. there's a cat in my lap now hi hi, hi. salem hello salem 
the girl who plays um i think her name's kiki she's one of like the main yes. girls like she voiced misa amane in the death note dub i remember you saying i that. was like that voice sounds familiar i looked and so I was it's like, like when bitch like, me. i love misa kinney i'm a kinney you know this word <laughs> i'm a kinney um so yes i was just thinking about that which is another show with characters like kind of technically dating who are murderers yeah we love it okay the next morning the pastor had been found in front of the presbyterian church he had led for a mere six weeks he had hung up from a large wooden cross crucified and disemboweled classic hannibal this is just classic hannibal he loves the theatrics okay yeah i'm like talking about the murder classic stop sneezing on me you're gross They sneeze so much. They really do. And it's like not even like they're like deathly ill. Like they just sneeze and they don't stop sneezing. Oh my God. You're so gross. Liz, can you please take him home? (laughs) His wife was never found. Their house sold for $5,000 above the asking price based on the gardens in the front and backyards. No other property boasted such a robust plant life, no matter how hard their owners tried to emulate it. Are you picking up what they're putting down? Gabs or no? Oh! Yeah. <laughs> it's I great, right? I got it now. I was like, I was like, uh-huh. Ah! That's such a, I was, yeah. That, that is a really nice touch. Uh, can we explain for people who are as slow as me? Yeah. <laughs> um, basically, um she's buried in the front and backyard and she is fertilizer she is the best fertilizer because she is literally like organic material like rotting and decaying for the plants to feed on yes it's great it's not great i'm I, yeah, sorry I, was say, I don't know if i would use that, that i'm sorry description, but like it, it, it you know it's it's not i don't have words but i don't know if i'd use the words liz use Yup, thank you. Um, Hannibal often thought at, about that glorious night, particularly when observing Willis, he slept beside them in their bed. Do they mean he? I'm, Whatever. I'm guessing. Yeah. Or as they slept beside each other, I don't know. Uh, today, for a reason he couldn't glean, Hannibal was especially loath to have Will go fishing with Abigail. Abandoning the dishes in the soapy sink for the time being, he wrapped his arms around his gorgeous spouse and enjoyed a quick nibble knowing will would not be deterred wouldn't be deterred for long i just i don't like when like they use like eating words and hannibal fix it makes me uncomfortable because <laughs> you're like oh what type of nibble are we talking about <laughs> genuinely though like in, it's, in a all seriousness, it's a kissing it's I a know, kissing i know but like i just it makes me uncomfortable <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm sorry are... if you're into cannibalism that is a definite squick for me <laughs> I think it's genuinely a squick for most people. I don't know. There's some freaky fucking people here. <laughs> I know. Are you okay? You've been off this morning, Will observed, his callous hands running over Hannibal's exposed forearms. The sleeves of his shirt rolled to the elbows. While I love the extra attention, you're making me nervous. Do we need to cancel? Taking time to consider Will's offer, Hannibal buried his face in his husband's neck, soaking up that wonderful scent that was distinctly Will. Ultimately, he let him go. Only for Will to turn around and slide his arms around Hannibal's waist. Uh, and then I, is that me? Or? I'm trying to... I will say the one thing I dislike about this fic is sometimes the author's a little bit um, unclear about who's speaking, but this is Hannibal as I read more of the sentence. Oh, okay, yes. No. Yeah. Your offer is quite tempting, my gov, but no. Enjoy your time with Abigail. I know how much you both like your quality time together. We can discuss my ennui... I don't know. Anui, when you return. Will stared deeply into those hazel eyes for a long moment. You spoil me. You know I love nothing more than to discuss our... I feel like it's not Anui. It's like... It's E-N-N-U-I. What the fuck is that? Whatever. Over a nice bottle it's a of red. It's Anui. It's Anui. Over a nice bottle of red. A slur uh, grin spread across Hannibal's lip. Best hurry home, then. Uh, matching his husband's grin, Will captured that mouth making quick work of eliciting a low growl from Hannibal before breaking the kiss. Yeah, let's- Ow! <laughs> what the fuck, Salem? Did Salem bite you? No, he jumped up, like, but, like, clawed his way up my leg. Oh, no. 
Yes. All right, uh, where I can't we? read that last sentence. I didn't realize that was there, so we're skipping to the next chapter. Oh my, okay, fine. Hold that thought, Will Tease. He slipped out the back door through the kitchen, leaving Hannibal with an erection and a growing sense of unease that their honeymoon may be coming to an end. Oh, what Thank the fuck? you. Salem, like, fell. <laughs> Salem heard you say that word in my He's like, Ew. erection? Ew. Whoa. I'm neutered. <laughs> um... So, what does Abigail sound like? Abigail's a basic white girl. Not like a basic white girl. She's the white girl. Can I do a valley? No, that's Aww. not. Aw. Okay, fine. I think we'll catch any this week. It's been a while since we caught our last one. I'm beginning to think the fish are sick of us invading their home. Will smiled broadly at Abigail's dry tone. The fish are you. I like to think the fish don't mind us standing in their living room so long as we leave empty-handed. Don't you think it's rude to just wade right in there, plant your feet, and not move for hours on end? You wouldn't feel the same if fish did that to you. He considered this for a moment before responding. You're right. I'd be shocked that they could breathe on land for so long a period. <laughs> now all I see, all I can see are their poor gills working in rapid fashion as they struggle to catch their breath. To illustrate, Will sucked in his cheeks, opening and closing his mouth quickly with his eyes wide. Abigail burst out laughing as he as she dropped her fishing gear onto the riverbank. The only thing that had stopped Will from using his hands to mimic the, a pair of gills was that they were uh, filled with his own gear, which he set down beside hers. He chuckled when she called him a dork, not missing the endearing way she gazed at him when she said it. Um, Will is, like, a huge fisher. Like, he loves fishing. Oh, okay. That's why, like, that's why, like, my, my, like, Hannibal hat's, like, the, the, that's why, like, the, it's, like, the cannibals want me, fish fear me. Like, that's why it, it's not just, like, because, like, the woman want me, fish fear me meme. I, it's, oh, like, literally okay. because he fishes. So the meme works so well. Copy. I, I understand now. Thank you. <laughs> it hadn't always been this easy between them. Both recalled how awkward the early days were as they tried to figure out why they were so drawn to each other when it was entirely inconvenient. Abigail had been grieving her parents, angry at her father for ruining everything, and at Will for taking away the one person she loved most in the world. Like, her dad. Oh, um, okay. Will, meanwhile, had been grappling with dueling emotions related to their predicament. The righteousness he felt from taking Garrett Ho Jacob Hobbs' life, that's Abigail's father, okay. and the guilt of making Abigail an orphan with no family of which to speak. Hannibal had been a contributing factor, of course. Had he he not made that fateful call to Hobbs? To, oh, it was Hannibal that made the call. I'm so sorry. I You're forgot. You're doing great. Don't sweat it. I don't know anything. But yeah, it was Hannibal who made the call to the Hobbs household, letting them know and like warning them, basically. Um, it might have all played out differently. He had made sure that he was with Will when the profiler visited the family's home, making Hannibal's presence at the crime scene essential when his medical skills were required to save the girl's life. Neither Will nor Abigail could stand the thought of not being in each other's lives, of not being family. Slowly they found their way towards each other, having been separated from Will for so long when she and Hannibal had faked her death. Abigail, Abigail had been Abigail? overcome. I can't speak. Abigail? <laughs> Abigail? Calling been... Abigail? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Abigail had been overcome with emotion when she finally found herself in his presence again. Her walls had crumbled that night in Hannibal's living room, in Hannibal's dining room, when she saw Will for the first time in months. She had some idea of the hell he had been through, but deep down she suspected she would never learn the whole truth. Perhaps it was his way of pre uh, preserving preserving her affection for Hannibal, in which case it was just as well. Even so, it pained her to reflect on how she had pushed Will away during the first months following their reconciliation part of her couldn't trust that he wouldn't disappear again by his choice or hannibal's whim abigail hadn't been willing to ri risk her heart after it had been broken by her father's death every time will would extend an olive branch back then she would swat it away without a second thought until one day when she caught the heartbreak in his eyes and it nearly broke more than her heart she had thought of hannibal's teacup metaphor how one once shattered it could never gather itself together again then abigail recalled how in candescently happy will was the night he had agreed to leave when ha with hannibal and when she and when she joined the men in the dining room in yeah. that moment she had decided the teacup that was her and will would not shatter despite all the times she had carelessly thrown it on the floor it may be fractured but it was salvageable making her vow reality had been harder than she had anticipated it was some time before she worked out what was holding her back abigail had relented and went to hannibal for guidance 
He had appreciated her efforts to let Willen, understanding better than... These are just such long sentences. Yeah. And that's just what you get when you read Hannibal fanfics. Yeah. So it it always makes my brain hurt, but it's always such a pleasure because Hannibal fics are written so well. Uh, (laughs) I love Hannibal fics. Liz, you enjoy reading this? I had no idea. (laughs) Crazy, I know. He had appreciated her efforts to let Willen, understanding better than she... She had how hard it was to open the door to let door to someone she, to some degree, saw as a replacement for her real father. Abigail had never considered that, and once she had, concluded that there was room in her heart for all her fathers. Her relationship with Will. She's like three fathers now. Her original father and then Will and Hannibal. Her relationship with Will prospered after that epiphany, though neither rushed it as they viewed it as a delicate (laughs) organism. Can't read. What did you think that said, Liz? <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about it because uh-huh. my brain is slowly dying. I've been going since like 6:30 this morning, and it's currently 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> okay, Liz. Sure. Use that excuse. No, it is. I'm dying. <laughs> it had only grown stronger in the past years as year as had the trio's familial bond. Thank you. <laughs> is that is that the end, Liz? That's the end of what I copied. You sure? Yes. Okay. I I enjoyed that. Um, I don't like go there, but I, I liked um uh, the vibes it gave. I mean, it's I love the found new. family moment. Yeah, I think that's why I like it. I I like it when people get to pick their family mm-hmm. um over like anything else. Um, I do have an update, by the way, on the Mozart poop thing, but I'm going to share that in a minute um, after I talk a little bit more about what my trophy is. Yeah. So, um, I will say, I, before we get into my trope, though, Liz, I take it you're going to keep reading the... Uh, yeah, this is, like, my favorite fucking thing. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, I don't, probably won't, just because I'm not really into reading about that. I barely watch it as is, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I got randomly assigned dinosaurs. Um, Yay! Like, like the actual like creatures that existed millions of years ago. Dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs. Yeah, They're dinosaurs so cute. Cool. I don't really like. I'm not. I was really into um, Michael Crichton's books when I was in middle school. The famous sci-fi author who wrote Jurassic uh, Park and stuff. Like, and I've seen the movies for Jurassic Park, but um, you know, I like cried at them because i was in middle school and they were too scary for me <laughs> i like jurassic park and i was obsessed with the land before time movies as a kid oh i loved the land before time movies but like i never got into it because um i didn't own them like none of my friends owned them on like vcr or whatever so like I just oh yeah you'd them. go to you'd go to the um you'd go to like the video store and you'd rent them oh <laughs> like... we didn't rent those we would rent like other stuff like we, we would rent like canned dog movies you know like we weren't, we weren't oh no we thing. were me and my brother I have this, like, really core memory. It's uh-huh. going to be so weird. But I have this core memory of, like, w- of picking up a Land Before Time movie from, like, the rental store. Uh-huh. I didn't have a Blockbuster near me. It was just a local store. So that's why I'm not, like, block- oh, okay. Blockbuster. Like, it wasn't a Blockbuster. Um, And so we went to go pick that up. And then we went and we got Pizza Hut for dinner. And we brought it Aww. home. And we got, like, the breadsticks and, like, chocolate lava cake for dessert. And, like, we watched. It was, like, me, my younger brother, and my mom. We watched Land Before Time together. And that's such a core memory of my childhood. I love it. um, When, like, before the recession, uh, my parents, like, managed, like, we had this uh, condo in Hilton Head that my parents, like, would rent out. They tried their hand at being landlords. It failed, by the way. Uh, We do not have that condo anymore, and I miss it dearly. But um, there was this, like, red box uh, near it. And so we, like, every time we would stay there, we would uh, go to the red box at Kroger. And, fucking like, red boxes man yeah and like um the rule was like we had a we had my sister and i had to like pick out one movie to share because usually we'd stay for like two nights and then we could have like one night of uh movies where like we could take one of the tv downstairs and the tv in our bedroom and like mm-hmm. share it and i remember like always thinking it was so cool because like we didn't have tvs in our bedroom growing up yeah so I was, like oh this is so fun <laughs> there's yep. a tv where i sleep um i don't i got oh i was like how did we get here <laughs> <laughs> how, did, how did we get to this topic? Uh, dinosaurs. So um, I was like, I surprised that this is considered a trope in fanfic, but here we are. Um, it's usually just a fan art fanfic that contains dinosaurs. That's uh, usually in fandoms where dinosaurs are canonically like existing, like in terms of like 
not being extinct like they're canonically shown to be still alive like jurassic park for example um but they can also love jurassic park man yeah they can be added to uh like stories like the same way anything else can be added um like you know to anything so it's it's not like that different from normal tropes i'm just i was more just like oh okay dinosaurs okay also i'm sorry for if you can hear the fire yeah, what is that? Oh, station fire. horns okay okay i forgot yeah lives lives like so close to the fire station every time I no like... it's just they're loud because they you like really close to it though like when i like i drive <sighs> past it every time i drove to your house like they're they're not... i live they're, you drove past that it loud. yeah no you didn't i swear I. why are you driving it. through like the random middle of town to get to my house it takes me ways it always takes me up from our college yeah, it would take me off the highway early and, like, drive me through, like, the town to get there. I don't know. No, because it's passed from, it's, like, oh, past. Oh, not, oh, maybe it's another fire station then that it took me by. Kind of close, but I feel like it's just far away because if there was a straight shot, there would be much closer. But oh, they're saying. just really fucking loud in general. Yeah, but I've never heard them that loud before. That's why I'm just like, okay. Yes. Um, okay. Sorry. So, no, <laughs> it's fine. Um... So, um, and then also Fanlord mentioned that, like, apparently it's, like, a challenge for, like, people really into dinosaurs to introduce dinosaurs into as many fandoms as they possibly can. Um, I love it. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I, I'm kind of here for that. And now I'm like, I, I want to see. Um, I love Examples it. of, like, you know, stuff in, uh, like, uh, content that has dinosaurs in it already is the D- Disney film Dinosaur, uh, Dinosaurs, I don't know what that is, Dinotopia, Dragon Ball, Dr. Slump, The Flintstones, uh, The Comic, A Girl and Her Plesiosaur, Jurassic Park, Kaiju Big Battle, King Kong, The Land Before Time, The Lost World, (laughs) Night at the Museum, Prehistoric I love Night at the Museum, too. When we hang out this weekend, can we watch Night at the Museum? I haven't watched that movie in forever, and I love it. It's a good fucking movie. I remember I was really fucking pissed off because we got a choice between two movies when we were going on the field trip. Uh I mean, I'm not super angry. It was like Night at the Museum or Shrek, and I'm like, damn, I haven't seen Night at the Museum in forever. I really want to watch Night at the Museum. Mm. But I'm, like, obviously not voting because I'm not one of the kids. And they chose Shrek. I love Shrek, so it was okay. But I was like, damn, I I really wanted to watch Night at the Museum. I was at my retail job making minimum fucking wage on this taxi. She goes, I'm getting paid 25 an hour to watch Shrek on a bus. (laughs) It was was after after my work hours, I get paid chaperone hours, which is real good money. And so basically, the field trip went over our normal work hour days. So I got paid chaperone money, and we were on the bus, and we were watching Shrek. And it was amazing. Um, Greatest day of my life. I, I just, like, side note on, like, that, that just reminded me of when I was a camp, counsel- like, a summer camp counselor, because I worked at a sleepaway camp, and we had movie night, like, once in the session, and um, we were, like, using Netflix, and we're like, okay, guys, like, here are your options of movies, and it was, but yeah, so the, uh-huh. the options were um, something like Madagascar, like, two, Road to El Dorado, and, like, one other, like, probably like frozen or something and um all the camp counselors who were like my age so this is when i was like um like 18 we were all like oh wow Rose Eldorado, i love that movie you haven't seen it in a while we should like try and convince the kids to watch it and all the kids were like no that's an old movie we don't want to watch it and i was like old oh, oh. <laughs> wait, wait, let me look, look up right now when it's like when, my, when, like, my like, sleepaway oh, camp it's from 2000 <laughs> My sleepaway camp, we'd only really watch movies, like, if it was, like, pouring rain, so we'd have to go into, like, the, like, field house and watch a movie, and we would only watch Prisoner of Azkaban. (laughs) What? That was it! It was always, all the summers I went there, every single time we had the rain, it was Prisoner of Azkaban, so whatever, and I was just like, Jesus Christ, can we watch a different Harry Potter movie this time? Like, I can't keep doing this! And so, like, it's objectively like one of the best like movies in the harry potter franchise mm-hmm. but it's been like so soured for me but i feel like if like i went back to the sleepaway camp and it was like a rainy day and we were watching it i'd get so much nostalgia so oh, of course yeah uh, my, when i was a camper we like you know like as i uh when i was a counselor like we always like, put on like recent movies like frozen or something on rainy days but when i was a camper the thing to do was the camp owned like one season of um how i met your mother on like dvd and what that was the only thing we would ever watch how i met your mother 
It was literally, like, everybody's favorite fucking show at camp. Even, like, the kids, like, when I was, like, eight, I was, like, oh, How I Met Your Mother is my favorite show. Keep in mind, I've never seen it outside of camp, by the way. What the fuck? <laughs> that just seems, like, not appropriate at all. Nothing was appropriate. I remember my CIT summer, we watched Wet Hot American Summer as our movie. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? It's Jew camp, man. And I can say that because I'm Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> Jew camp was just, like, extra hormonal. You gotta keep in mind, too, that, um, like, our oldest campers are high school freshmen, so it's, like, not, like, everybody's super young, but... Oh, my camp went up to, like, 15-year-olds. Right, yeah. And, I mean, I went to a Catholic camp, so the fact that they were showing us, like, Harry Potter kind of shocked too, me. I was surprised, too, said that, yeah. But, um, you're kind of giving me more concerns, so... <laughs> um, they, they, let's just say... I don't know if I ever told you this story, but, um, so there were different units on my camp. And the last unit is called Halutzin, which means pioneers, um, in Hebrew. And it, it's just like the way to group yourselves. And that's the high school freshman group, like going into their high school freshman year. And mm-hmm. we, there's always like, um, one three day trip that the Halutzin go on and it's organized and stuff. And it's always going to be like something like, um, like educational, but it's like still a lot of fun. Cause you get to leave camp. You go to Six Flags for one of the days. Um, fun. Yeah, like, and you're, like, on a bus, basically, going places. So, I remember our um, unit was so fucking horny for no reason. There was only, like, 44 kids or something in it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, 10 of those kids, like, 10 of those girls were my cabin, and, like, none of us were interested in, like, sex because we were, like, we're 13 and bugs are cooler. And um, the other people were, like, I have gone through puberty and I'm horny. And they they literally spent the entire three-hour bus trip, like, making out with each other. Um, like, literally, it, uh-huh. like, we were all on one bus, and, like, I just remember all the counselors, like, they would just pretend that they didn't see anything, because they're like, kids are gonna be kids, and, like, you know, all of us who were actually uncomfortable were like, okay. And then, I would be so wildly uncomfortable. Well, let me just say that my unit was the reason that, to this day, they are forced to have co-ed bus, or, uh, not co-ed buses, and the, the buses have to be split by gender, because <laughs> my horny-ass unit because um and then the best part is my friend yael she was staying with these three other girls uh, we got to pick our roommates and she just randomly like picked these three other girls who were not part of our cabin and for when we were staying at the hotel and yael is amazing she's very sweet her dad is a rabbi and she grew up very sheltered so like she had never even had her first kiss until like our last like night of camp or something and um which was very abnormal for like our unit because everybody just had their kiss at camp or whatever um mm-hmm. and she like they thought she was asleep so they invited uh the three girls who were with her invited their camp boyfriends over into the hotel room uh-huh. and they were like i as far as i know they didn't have sex but like they went pretty fucking far and yael pretended to be asleep God. all of it come morning told like all the counselors and like the unit head and was like oh my god this happened so when they got back they had there was only like a week and a half of camp left um including like the color war and stuff they weren't allowed to participate they literally had to spend the last week and a half of camp cleaning the lake out by hand it's just like (laughs) Like, why would you like fucking do that it's just so funny though and it's still funny to me that like to this day they're not allowed to be on the same bus like they have to split the boys and girls because my cabin couldn't keep their hands on themselves or not my cabin my unit uh but sorry what are you saying i went to an all-girls sleepaway camp and so we were all just like it was great because no one fucking cared about how they looked ever. So mm-hmm. we all just like kind of looked like gremlins for like the whole summer, and it was I amazing. Love that. And we didn't care about like like you know we talk about relationships a little bit, but, but like it wasn't, it wasn't like the that focus was of your camp. I, it was I wish just that like been my camp, hanging like, out, and being fucking girls. It was great. Yeah, like no, like I genuinely had like body image issues from summer camp from a young age because I literally remember being ten when like we, we girls had just started wearing bikinis or whatever, and we were hanging out, and I remember the boys were on their camping trip so the girls were at the pool putting themselves and this girl who i fucking hated morgan fuck you morgan she's a bitch she still fuck you bitch. morgan fuck you morgan she literally made my life hell anyways i just remember her like screaming like oh my god the boys aren't here we don't have to suck our like suck our stomachs in and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> you guys are doing what literally yeah, no, we... like, you guys are doing what no, we all literally sat around in circles and stuffed our face with candy and food. It was amazing. I love that. Oh, God. It was such a freaking experience. I loved camp. 
Um, okay, sorry. We sorry, got... camp rants. Sorry about that, guys. We got a little sidetracked. So, um, but we're saying like Night at the Museum, Prehistoric Park, Primaval, Primaval New World, and Terra Nova are big examples of um trope like or uh fandoms that have the, the dinosaurs in them. Dinos. And then um Friends, the TV show from the nineties, Ross Geller is actually like considered like the most famous and popular paleontologist to be featured on television, but he was only shown at work a, a couple of times. I've never seen Friends and I have no interest in watching I Friends. I am my mom is like apparently it was a huge Friends fan. One which, of my like, best friends was really into I it. I never knew. Yeah, I The thing is I was more into that 70s show. I, I love that any 70s. live TV shows. Like I literally would just watch Pokemon and like that was it. Would you not like go on family vacations with like one like TV so you'd have to like when it's like oh, so when it's th- like 10 o'clock at night you put on like Nick at Night and you'd watch like all the random shows like that 70s show or George Lopez? My my family had this like portable DVD player but it was like um it was literally like the size of like an iPad mini and they would prop it up in the car like um and so we just had like every fucking like Disney movie on like DVD. And this is that was like when I was like around 10. Uh, before that I just had books. Like, oh we no, we would literally, we <laughs> when we were, uh, like, when we'd go to, we'd go to, like, up to a lake every summer, mm-hmm. and so when it was, like, nighttime, 10 o'clock at night, you know, we all have to figure out something we all want to watch, because, like, my grandma's also there, mm-hmm. so we're like, we'll put on Nick at night, and, mm, yeah, my fucking that 70s show, George Lopez, greatest shows ever, my, I love my, them. My family, like, my parents, like, they didn't care if I wanted to watch something, it was Nancy Grace or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. We watched Nancy Grace so much in my house growing up. We also watched so much Pawn Stars and um I and Cash Cab. That, but I my dad's so good at Cash Cab. My dad's so good at Cash Cab. It was insane. That's funny because we. I, that brings me back to camp because we had this thing every Saturday where it was like you know basically free for all day. You got to do whatever you wanted without counselors. But um, this thing they had would go around and they called it the Israeli Cash Cab. And they'd, like, ask you Jewish trivia questions. Love it. <laughs> um, okay, sorry. Once again, um, so sorry, guys. <laughs> I like, oh, you're like, oh, we're kind of group. Like, I don't have a long one. So, you know, we spent 20 minutes talking about camp. Fine. We'll Rip. probably cut out some of it. It's fine. Um, so this is where the Mozart thing comes into play because I was, you know, searching dinosaurs in um, fanfic or archive of our own. Because I was like, I don't, mm-hmm. like, you know, really go to a lot of fandoms to have this. So let me uh, just find this. I'm sorry, and you I, don't have your night at the museum ships? Oh, I'm sure. sorry. I just don't, I didn't think of that when I was like. Yes. <laughs> and you, listen, listen, listen. There was only like 200 something fix. Like, okay, fair. So there, were, there wasn't a whole lot of options anyways. But this is on the first page and it's called Vive les dinosaures. Dinosaures. I don't know how to say it with a French accent. Les dinosaures. Les dinosaurs. <laughs> les dinosaurs. Uh, by Anonymous. <laughs> So, like, the person, the author who uh, wrote this, like, did not publish their name with it. They did not want to claim no, this. But it was a gift for the, uh, the per- or archive of our own user, Wild and Whirling. And it, they didn't um, want it under their name, but Wild and Whirling doesn't give a shit. I love it. And this is a crossover fic between uh, Terra Nova, the TV show, which I'll talk more about in a minute, and... Uh, 1789, Les Amos de la Bastille, which are various composers slash Atia and Choque. I don't know anything other than these are like apparently real like French musicians from 1789. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> or or my, I think it might be like an album or something from like 1789 that was just made by like various composers. Okay. <laughs> I love how it starts with tag major character. <laughs> so I literally copied the title, the everything. I just copied like the first part of it just because I wanted to share with you guys the tags. tags. Major number, character death, The number guys. one tag is major character death. <laughs> and then it just lists, you know, all the composers that they used. But there's three different and the ships. ships. <laughs> and the ships. Don't forget about the ship scabs. I'm not even going to try to pronounce these because these are like real French names and I know that I'll mess them up. Um, but <laughs> I just 
I just really, I really had to share that. And uh, the, the description is, when a mixed group from 1789 France falls through time and into the dino-infested world of Terra Nova, only chaos can ensue. What the fuck is Terra Nova? So Terra Nova I, is actually where I chose my actual fic from. And it's actually a really, really good show that I was obsessed with in high school, I think. It, it was in middle school or high school. Because my dad, uh-huh. my sister, and I were really big fans of it. We had watched it together. Um, it came out around the same time as the Alcatraz show if anybody knows that which my dad and i were also really into together but terra nova like basically the world becomes uninhabitable they discover time travel so they send like a colony of people back to um one of the dinosaur eras i don't remember which one whichever one was like most habitable for oh this is like ringing more of like a bell where it's like you know you're watching something you just see like the random fucking like Mm-hmm. like the ads the, the ads yeah so it was actually like really acclaimed because the cgi for the time was like incredible like what they didn't do with the dinosaurs and stuff and yeah mm-hmm. but basically it's just following like the colony life and like yeah i definitely guys and it was it was really good um spoiler alert but it's been like 10 years i just remember at the end of the seat like one of the i think it's like at the end of the first season or something there's mm-hmm. supposed to be like this massive like uprising within the colony where like the dinosaurs like attacked um like the humans and everyone's like oh my god like i don't this this is gonna be such like a cool fight scene to save on budget costs they made it so that the character that you were following when that scene happens gets like knocked out so we don't we don't get to see like the dinosaurs fight because we didn't have the budget that's so fucking funny Um, and i still to this day like am traumatized from this uh med bay scene in it where they were trying to get this like dinosaur parasite out from somebody and they're literally like rolling it like the way you would roll like a ball of yarn onto like a spool or something they like rolling Mm -hmm. it on a rolling pin please stop yeah like that scene is still traumatizing to this day um but it, it was a really good show it just got canceled like uh, I remember, like, at, like, a cliffhanger or something. I think they were, like, sending more people back or something. And it, so, like, nobody really knew how the show was going to end because they just canceled it because uh, not enough people were watching it for the budget. But it was a really interesting show. And um, I might rewatch it. Maybe I'll try and get Nick into it because it was good. And when I was looking for fix, I was pleasantly surprised that people are writing fix. Like, the most recent fix was updated October 12th. Love it. Love yeah, so I was like, fandom. wait, this, I was like, this, I was like, this, fic is, this, this show is 10 years old like, and canceled. Like, I'm, I'm like, I love that that still exists. Before I get into that, though, I did want to give um that update I was talking about about Mozart and Poop. Um, So now you guys know why I was talking about it because of the random fucking composers that I found. Okay. Um, so this is the uh, trivia fact is that Mozart had an obsession with poop. He often wrote music about it, and he would sing them with friends. Not only that, he wrote letters to family with some disturbing messages asking to eat their poop. Scholars are still researching the subject, but what people tend to forget is the passage of time has created an unbridgeable gap between us and Mozart. When British ex-Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher first saw the play um, um, Amadeus, I guess, in 1999. Amadeus? Amadeus, yes. I don't know anything. Uh, I, I like, can barely pronounce, like, basic words, but I'm like, oh, yeah, Amadeus. Right. Like, in of course. She denied Mozart was into poop. Even when she was given proof by the director of the play, she refused to believe it. It took a while before the public believed the director, since when the prime minister says you are wrong, almost no one thinks otherwise. But fuck Margaret Thatcher. Um, but yeah, yep. he literally, Mozart would literally write letters to people asking to eat their shit. So I do want to let you... I can't. Um, but yeah, so I chose a Terra Nova fic. Um, surprisingly, a lot of the, like, most of the Terra Nova fics don't actually have anything to do with dinosaurs. There's only, like, one or two pages of... There's just like one or two pages of um the of it, so yeah, there wasn't a lot, but most of them were crossovers with either the One Hundred or Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I feel like everything has crossovers with the One Hundred. Oh, absolutely, but I think that's also because I think the One Hundred started coming out around the end of no, but everything movies. has crossovers with the One Hundred. But like also like the One Hundred like made sense like with the premise okay. of Terra Nova. Like the crossovers actually like work. I think. Um, okay. Anyways, so yeah, this is called Science Project. It was by Anonymous. So again, like the author either abandoned it or like just didn't publish it with a name for some reason or didn't have an account when they uploaded it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's rated Team Up. 
and there's a lot of voices, so I'm thinking that um, we figure just... it out as we go along. Yeah, it looks like uh, it's washed. And oh, for also like I don't remember anything about the show. Like I haven't seen this since I was in like high school, so I do not remember any. Like I remember some plot points, but I don't remember any of the major plot points, and I don't remember any of the characters. So um, mm-hmm. I'm I'll just we'll we'll do it as we go. It was a beautiful day out in the jungle, and Wash was on high alert. Luke and Zoe decided their science project would entail cataloging the development of a plant that could only be found beyond the gate. So while the kids kneeled in the dirt looking for the right specimen, she, Riley, and Dunham stood watch of the clearing's perimeter. It was around here the three of them had actually found Luke when he was younger. He'd come such a long way since then, making friends and really finding himself. He was such a responsible brother to Sam, which reminded Wash of her own protective nature. All things considered, she was just glad that in times like this, he could still be a kid. Where's the container? No, you have to do it in the low voice that he's trying to do. Because <laughs> he's a kid, so you have to try. Where's the container? <laughs> and Luke asked. He'd been trying out a lower voice lately, which she was still getting used to. I'll check the rover, said Zoe. As soon as Zoe got into the rover, a familiar cry blared from the bushes. I don't know if I'm saying this right. It's a type of dinosaur. Nykos? It's N-Y-K-O-S. I'm going to say Nykos otherwise it'd be like nikos or nikos so i'm just gonna go with nikos uh and close wash stunned the orange blur just as it leapt into the clearing its body slammed against the ground letting her what uh, okay there's uh, i don't know what they're trying to say letting her picked up luke and throw him into the rover beside a screaming zoe riley and dunham could handle the rest as the next one went down she flung herself in the driver's seat let's move it she glanced back to see the kids buckled in beside Dunham, and once Riley landed in the seat beside her, sped off. The rover soared over each bump in the unplanned path until they finally got back on course. The Nyko cries finally faded. Looks like you're going to have to pick up another science project, Wash said, looking at them through the rearview mirror. You guys okay? Visibly shaken, they shared a glance. That was awesome, shouted Zoe. Luke grinned in agreement. You guys were so badass. <laughs> I love your voice. Hey, language! Wash reminded him, trying not to smile at the compliment. Sorry. <laughs> well, at least you're not traumatized, Riley joked. Dunham here's first experience with a Nyko practically had him crying on the ground. I was not crying! Close to it. Any ideas on what your next project will be? Dunham asked the kids. Riley rolled her eyes and mumbled something about him changing the subject. Well... What do you say we go back and dissect some Nikos? Zoe asked, a devious flicker in her eye. Absolutely not. Well, hey, it might get them a good grade, said Riley. Uh, Imagine being in this shit and you still have to go to fucking school. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, like, that's the thing. Like, there was this whole, like, debate about, like, who got to, like, get sent back in time, like, and experience this. And um, to be fair, they had to send a lot of smart people back to, like, man everything and, like, know how to, like, well society, yeah but like so. going to school that shit sucks i mean they, yeah but like th- i feel like it'd be cool to go to school in fucking dinosaur world and just do projects on dinosaurs like yeah but like they're fair. right there you know like you don't you don't have to read a history book about it you get to just yeah. see it um i also think it would be really fun to be like let's do history class the war of 1812 um it's actually only uh 2004 ac right now so like <laughs> that hasn't happened yet <laughs> i just think that'd be um, really funny um who's speaking the need i remind you? i don't know so i'm gonna have you do it need i remind you we stunned them when we get back we're asking malcolm if he had any if he has any samples to spare i'm sure he'll be able to get you guys something great that's true dunham agreed one of his teams just came back from an expedition they probably have some great new specimens doesn't sound very exciting luke mumbled Am I washed as well? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. I think you guys have had more than enough excitement for one day. Wash said, pulling into the colony gates. She tried to ignore their pouting. She really did. But they just looked so damn sad. It made her wish things had gone to plan. There had to be something she could do. You know, she started. If you're so insistent on researching Nykos, I might be able to collect a few feathers before they wake up. The kids gasped. Please. That'd be so cool. I'm down for another ride, said Riley. Dunham? Only if you stop making fun of me. Riley rolled her eyes. You just make it so easy. But you two are staying here, Wash added to the kids. Despite their pouting, they agreed without too much of a fight. She dropped them off at the research lab and headed back out with her team. And that's all I have of that fic. I can't believe I almost thought that, like, oh, maybe I should, like, find another fic that's longer, because, like, this is kind of oh, short. Like, we, spe- we had, like, a 15-minute... T- 
diversion talking about camp. Yeah, but like it's funny because it's like I like hated being at camp, but now I miss it. Oh, I love camp. I just I just had um like a negative experience like being a neurodivergent LGBT kid in the South um at camp. Like just because it was a Jewish camp doesn't mean that people were more accepting of that sort of thing when you come to the South and um. So, like, the people really made camp not great for me, but I loved camp itself. So, like, I always miss it for, like, what it could have been for me. My camp was shockingly, like, open. I know, you always I had... tell me about it. I'm like, your camp sounds like what you expect it's mine like, to be like. You would think, like, oh, yeah, like, Catholic camp, like, nothing. Like, one of my counselors was, like, an openly, like, lesbian woman. Like, no one cared. It was great. You yeah. know, you just kind of, like, you know, you said your prayers at the end of the night, and, like, you went to church, like, once or twice a session, and that was, like, kind of I kind of love that. We had we had to go to services every single day. Oh, fuck no. And the, it was only, like, it was, like, half-hour services every night, and then Saturday mornings, you'd have an hour-long service. Um, now we went vibed. services at night. Yeah. So we straight chilled fun. half the time. It was great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, it didn't suck for me, though, because I was, I'm, uh, my family's uh, practices practices conservative judaism where we typically have longer services so like our services run from like three hours plus whereas reformed your services are usually are like 30 minutes to two hours like depending on um like the place you go so for all the reformed kids every saturday morning where they'd have the hour-long service they're like oh my god this is so long and i'm like catholic services were time. 45 minutes baby oh, i love that for you guys um I don't yeah but i i'm probably not gonna really read anything for dinosaurs just i like, yeah same i, I it's not – I don't care about dinosaurs. I'm sorry to any Dinosaurs dinosaur are cute. The only dinosaur I it. need is the one that I'm keeping in a tank right now. Frankie, my bearded dragon. Uh, she's in brumation right now, so, like, she has not been active at all. I got her to eat lettuce yesterday, and she was like, mm, lettuce, fuck you, and then went back to sleeping. Love it. Um, she's normally so sweet. It makes me sad. But uh, for those of you guys who don't know, brumation is, like, hibernation, but, like, they're not, like – fully like asleep like they're still active like they're still living but like they're extremely lethargic like they don't really move more than a couple feet sounds like me just normally right (laughs) right i'm like am i brumating no that's just my depression um okay so liz where can we find you on social media you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at Lazily Liz. What about you, Gabs? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at Flighty the Nerd. Liz, where can we find more about the show? You can find the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Trope Podcast. You can find us on F- Facebook at Trope Podcast or their Tropes Battle for Dominance. If you need to email us for any reason, please give us some feedback, any comments, any fix suggestions, any trope suggestions, or a good Maze Runner or Twilight fix. Please email us at tropedominance at gmail.com. Please rate, comment, follow, subscribe, whatever it is, wherever you listen to the show. It helps a lot. Thank you. All right. We're signing off till next week. Bye, guys. Bye.